Hey everyone, how you doing today? It is Wednesday, November 1st. Two months to the end of the year, six, seven weeks to Christmas. My, the time goes by so fast. I'm Tom Young and I'm here for podcasts called Money Shifts on Spotify or anchor.fm.com. You can find them or at firstconsultantsinc.com and also our Facebook friends at the Family Money Farm Group on Facebook. You need to go there, you need to subscribe, doesn't cost you anything. And I can assure you that the information that we put out here, that I put out here, will absolutely change your future. Today is our topic is again, fraudsters around us. So, you know, are, are we really, are we really, really finding our way to some semblance of financial success. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Start every presentation with prayers for everybody around the world. This COVID virus out of the Wuhan lab, there is so much misinformation that is going around about all of this. The facts we do know is the CCP of the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party, operates the lab and have been since 2019, where the lab leak or release or whatever it was came from. This stuff impaired a lot of people's health. People have lost loved ones and we pray for all of those people that their health would be restored. We pray for those who have lost loved ones and we pray especially for the loved ones who have been lost, that the Lord would gather them into his kingdom of heaven above. In Jesus' name we pray. We had our prayers for the wars going on in our world. It seems like the world is on fire with Russia and Ukraine and now Israel. And it seems like everybody is getting ready to go at Israel from every direction. I don't know what is going to happen or what's going to come, but all I know is in my Christian studies that the Jewish people are God's chosen people. And I fear what God is going to do to those people that think they're going to eradicate the Jews around the world. Our prayers go out for all of those people and the tragedy and everything that has gone on. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, it's funny. When, I, when I'm here every day and, and uh, do these podcasts, it's interesting how the quotes jump out and, and they seem to flavor just exactly what I'm talking about today. So today we're still doing quotes from Abraham Lincoln. Today's quote, leave nothing for tomorrow which can be done today. Uh, the old procrastination. You know, we all at times in our lives have been known to be procrastinators. We have procrastinated things to get done. In fact, I believe most of the problems that you and I have in our lives, the challenges, I don't like the word problems, that come along are because of something we should have done yesterday. We procrastinate somewhere in the past. We procrastinated and didn't do what we should have done when we should have done it. And now today it is presenting itself as a bigger challenge in our lives. If we could just overcome that procrastination, there's many little things that I do, 
You know, when I have something to do, it's five, four, three, two, one, do it. Doesn't always work, but it's something that I have applied in my mind. I look at the way things are and, and you know, I, I want to talk about the coaching that I do today for people. And, and it's really coaching that isn't just your financial life. It is really a lot of other things that go along with that because there has to be balance in a lot of different areas of your life. Otherwise, those things are eventually, they will come back and bite you and they will cause you terrible, terrible challenges in the future. I've talked in the past about why do 95% of the people end up dead or dead broke or dead and dead broke? Uh, this is a, a, a little vignette story that I learned 48 years ago when I started in the financial services business. It was a study done by Yale or Harvard, one of these Ivy League colleges. They interviewed 25 year olds and then they followed them throughout their life to age 65. And they went back and interviewed them to see what happened. Well, one was rich. Four of them were well off and doing okay. Five were still working because they couldn't stop. They could not afford to stop working. 36 of them died and 54 of them are dependent on other people, other sources, other groups for their care. They cannot make it on their own. Now that statistic was there 48 years ago and that same statistic or very close to what applies today. Now what has happened along the way? If I go back to the beginning of my career in the late 70s and, and that was right before Jimmy Carter came along and inflation went through the roof. During the decade of the 80s, the interest rate skyrocketed to the high of 21.5% prime rate. So if you were a business or had a loan that was prime plus 2%, you could have seen a 23% interest rate on your loan. And isn't it interesting? Here we are today. Now the interest rates in the federal level isn't that high. However, if I have a credit card <laughs> and I have a credit card balance, the new 18% is now 20.4. So we're at 20.4% for people with consumer debt. Now, the consumer debt is increasing right now because we have this inflation going on everywhere. And the government says, oh, it's like three and a half or three percent. I believe that's a lie. When I studied inflation back in the 80s, there was a, a study that was put out by Princeton University, Princeton Economic Consultants, for the decade of the 80s. And inflation in 1980, 79 or 80, went to 16 and a half percent. So the Federal Reserve and their method of controlling inflation is about raising interest rates and the result is killing the economy. And, and that has been their outward or inward way of fighting uh, inflation. So they raised interest rates, raised interest rates to an ultimate high of 21.5% 
for the rate, the general rate that, you know, the, I saw mortgages at 16.5% for 30-year fixed rate mortgages. We're not near there today. But today they're talking about, oh, look how high the rate is. And 30-year mortgages, I just got one for a client through a local bank at 30 years, fixed rate, 6%. Now, 6 to 7% historically have always been referred to as the average. The interest rate that you could earn on a bank account or a CD, average 6%, 5%, 6%, which is where we are right now. So are, are we at the averages? See, we have been lulled to sleep with the 20 years or so of the low, low, low interest rates down as low as zero. In, in Europe, it was minus interest rates. So if you had money parked in a bank, they were gonna charge you a fee to keep your money there. Uh, I, that was absolutely amazing in, in uh, what was going on. And I believe that negative rates of return are headed for America to here. You know, what is coming in the future is almost unpredictable as we look forward. But the fraudsters of the financial world that I talked about on Monday and, and fraudsters around us today, they're all around us. Yesterday, I, I had to replace a credit card <laughs> for the second time in two months. I, have, I replaced it about six weeks ago because somebody got my number. We do so much work online that there were charges yesterday that weren't <laughs> created by me. So I called the credit card company and they again canceled my credit card and they're sending me new credit cards. In the last three years, I've had to replace credit cards five times. So the fraudsters are all around us in many different ways. In the insurance world that I am centered in, there is today still the replacement artists going on. The story that I talked about Monday about the agent that stole my cash value out of my old policy to pay premiums for three months so he wouldn't get charged with a replacement and lose his commissions. And I remember him telling me, well, oh, don't worry. It's not, you don't have to pay this. The money's already, already there. He, he didn't direct, directly tell me that he was going to steal my cash value to pay this policy for three more months, but that's effectively what he did. And he got caught and the company returned it all, replaced it all and, and, and reset it. But not everybody gets caught. I remember years ago when, when a, a group called A.L. Williams come along, it's now Primerica, and A.L. Williams, the story of Art Williams that I understood was his father had, had passed away and all he had was a $5,000 life insurance policy. It was an old, old policy, dollar a week or whatever it was, and, and, and as the father's finances increased over his lifetime, he never bought any more. So Art Williams made it his mission in life to punish anybody that bought whole life insurance or sold whole life insurance. So it was a total 
scam convincing people that whole life insurance policies were only to provide a large commission for the agent and they were ripping you off. So that was his modus operandi and they replaced a lot of great policies. Policies that were 10, 15, 20, 30 years old that were making enough money that you didn't even have to pay premiums anymore, they were paid up. There was enough dividends and money that they would have paid for themselves. You still would have had access to the money because see the differentiation between dividend paying mutual life insurance companies and stockholder owned life insurance companies has been hidden from the public forever and is still hidden today. There is no truth out there talking about the difference between a stockholder owned insurance company and a mutual company, a dividend paying mutual life insurance company that's owned by the policy owners. If there was no profit in the life insurance business, if there were no profit created by actuarial science, those 800 and some other stockholder owned companies, why would they exist if there wasn't the opportunity for big profits? If there were such big profits in life insurance, why wouldn't it be smart to have life insurance in a company that you shared ownership in and the federal government, the tax people require mandate that life insurance companies that are mutual dividend paying companies must distribute the profit every year to its policyholders. I have a policy that's 30 some years old has a substantial premium. If I look at the cash value today in that policy and I go back to the beginning of it 30 some years ago and I calculate all the premiums paid and what would be the true rate of return on my money. And right now it's right about four and a half percent tax free. Now it's tax deferred. If I cash the policy out, yes, I'm going to pay tax on the gain. However, the design of the policy gives me the ability to borrow, pay back and utilize that money versus going to the bank and borrowing there and making the stockholders of the bank richer. Therein lies the family money farm idea and the family learning how to be the CFO at home and take control of the money supply and operate it within the family like a bank. And if you have a son or a daughter that doesn't pay the loan back, well, then they can never borrow again. And it is ultimately in the will laid out and subtracted from any inheritance that would be due that child. It's easily handled because you say, oh, that's me. No, it ain't. It teaches your child the responsibility of managing money properly so they will be either that one rich or the four that are well off in the hundred person story. That's what this is about. God bless you. Get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. There it is right there. You can get it by going to cfo-project.com right there. Put your name and email address in. You'll get an email with a link You'll be able to get the Family Money Farm book and the Financial Mastery Coaching ebook. Both of those books together will change 
your life. God bless you all, and I will see you again here in a couple of days.